Welcome to Bloody Bay, an eclectic full-contact theater audio drama series written by Mimi Monteith and Anne-Marie Shea. Please like, follow, subscribe, or drop a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Successful mystery author Florence Gardner is facing both a potentially ruinous divorce from husband and former actor Lee Millville and slumping sales. Desperate for inspiration, she heads to Bloody Bay, the small main town whose record of murders makes New York look like Branson. But it seems the town's main export has dried up, so Florence devises a plan that'll really knock them dead. And now, Bloody Bay. Yes, this is Clinton Devins reporting at the scene. Uh, we have one female victim. Chief Devins? Suspected suicide. Uh, yes, we've got this logged for over 300 hours. Have you got Chief that? Chief Devins? Have you? Uh, sorry, one minute. What is it, Beverly? I'm trying to do my job. Stop embarrassing me. The B&B is having a hard enough time without all this racket going on down the street. My only paying guests are trying to get a good night's sleep. What is going on? tragedy over there at Dr. Spencer's place. Looks like this pretty woman jumped or fell out of the third story window. <gasps> a murder? How <laughs> glorious. Not a murder, no. Well, have you seen her? Absolutely not. You know I hate the sight of blood. Well, then you don't know. Oh, it must be a murder. Our industry is back on track. Florence Gardner is going to be all over this like a rash, just in time for her new book. Oh, she hasn't been here for years. Who is it? Not every death in town is a murder. It's ridiculous. Why will no one let our town move on? Who is it? Mrs. Spencer. With all that drinking, that husband of hers? <laughs> Bound to have done it. Can you stop? Good news, sir. Uh, are you the EMT on this case? Yes, sir. Great. Uh, Beverly, I can't talk right now. See, people want to tell me things. Sir? Uh, yes? What is it? Sure. She's alive. We got to her in time. What? What? If you'll just follow me. All right. Bag. Check. Passport. Check. Oh, God. Look at the bloody passport. For do I look like a corpse in one of my own books? Focus. Phone. Wallet. Keys. Check. All right, good. Oh, stop. Wow. Who are you, you gorgeous creature? Oh, he just saw me staring. <laughs> move along. Yep. Okay, move along. Oh, now he's staring back. Stop it. Is he rubbing? Oh, no. His daughter is right behind him. Crap. Okay, stop it. Think straight. You're going to get out of this airport, go straight to Bloody Bay, and see what's what. They're bound to have something juicy. 
Have them to thank for my whole ready career. Poor old blot. Ninety-nine murders in the last fifty years. Yes, it's good they're bound to have another soon. Oh, bloody and bloody, look at me, obsessing about Bloody Bay. The world really is all about dying, isn't it? Is that weird? Maybe I should talk... No, sir, that's my bag. I know it's very similar to a lot of bags, but I keep that red ribbon on mine so that I know it's mine. Okay, no, I'm not going to open it because that's a violation of my privacy. As I said, it's just not your bag. All right, thanks. Sorry about that. Wait, why am I apologizing? That, oh, no rush to get to Bloody Bay, actually. Even if they did have a murderer in their midst, it's not as if Clinton Devon's chief officer of supremely shit is going to have caught him. Right, uh, exit. There we go. It's fine. I'm going to be fine. This is going to save my career. One more novel and I will retire. That'll be it. Or maybe I could make a franchise of films. No, stop it. Enough. Hi there, taxi. Yes. Thank you. Bloody Bay, please. Great. Thanks. Oh, how is it there? Any recent murders? What kind of weapon was used? Uh, no one said anything about a weapon. Then there was a weapon. Can you describe it? Describe it? Didn't even see it. How can an experienced police officer like you overlook something as obvious as a baseball bat? Or a golf club. And it might have been bloody. Was it very bloody? Baseball? Golf? In the middle of the winter? Why would anyone have those things around? So you're saying it was a hockey stick? Or maybe an ice skate? What kind? Hockey or Did figure Did you find skates? fingerprints on the bloody skate? Were you able to make a match? Will there be an arrest soon? Now let's just take a break here. All we know is that the lady's husband, Dr. Spencer, phoned in an accident to 911. The EMT has found the body. <laughs> uh, the victim on a snowdrift below a third-story window. Why was the window open on the coldest evening of the but year? it certainly looks like Bloody Bay has another murder on its hands. That makes it a hundred. Oh, just, you know what? Just leave me alone. All right, all right, I'm coming. Who on earth could this be at this hour of the morning? Between people jumping out of windows or... Maybe murder. Oh, mustn't get ahead of myself. And unexpected guests, I will never get a good night's sleep. They don't tell you these things when you decide to go into running a B&B. Worst idea I ever... I've been waiting for you to open the door for ages, Beverly. Hardly the way to treat your favorite guest. Lawrence <laughs> Gardner! Are you kidding? Uh, you could have told me you were coming. Oh, well, that would be showing manners and consideration. Not your style. Come inside. Uh, for God's sake, no need to add the whole outdoors to my heating bills. As welcoming as ever, I see. Of course I told you, Bev. Don't call me Bev. I sent you an email the day before last. What? 
you know, I had to walk the whole way up the drive carrying my... Teach you for getting limos everywhere. Lovely to see you too, Beverly. And just how long have you been writing about Bloody Bay? Coming to Bloody Bay. You should know by now that the 20th century forgot all about us. My Wi-Fi has been out for days. Didn't know you were coming. Blaming the storm? Well, of course. Why? Anyway, I'm here now, so... Look at this. Only nineteen ninety nine from Duty Free. Who drinks scotch? Me, apparently. Well, actually, never before, but I got excited about the label. Right. Right. Well, I'll just head up to my suite. Can't wait for a nice long bath. Oh, the Sherlock Holmes suite is occupied. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint I you. I explicitly said in my email that I wanted to book my usual suite. How dare you let it out? I've got an irate couple from Texas in there. They're mad as hell that they trusted his teenaged granddaughter's computer skills to book them into the wrong bloody bay. Again? <laughs> How many times has that happened to you now? How could anyone possibly mistake this rock-bound excuse of an iceberg with a beach in Jamaica? And they blame me for false advertising, ruining their second honeymoon. Well, his second honeymoon, her first. To shut them up, I had to give them the best accommodation in the house. The, the Sherlock, Sherlock Home suite, suite. At a discount. No palm trees or sandy beaches, but at least it's shelter from the storm. Chins up. Business is slow. You've got your choice of the Miss Marple, the Sam Spade, the Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, anything but the Edgar Allan Poe suite. Does Miss Marple have a fireplace? Luckily, yes. Very homey. Even you will love it. I can help you with your luggage. Even start a fire if I can get me a swig of that scotch. I thought you didn't like scotch. I've been won over by the label. <laughs> well, you've been waving it in my face enough. Come on, I'm freezing. I'll help. Come here. <clears throat> Hey, Bev. Don't call me Bev. I'll trade you half the bottle for an update on the town's number one industry. Miss Marple is down this corridor to the left. Beverly. What? What's going on? There's no one left. What? So many murders here over the years. Uh, everybody interesting is either dead or behind bars for life. There must be someone left. We all need this. There was a bit of a dust-up over at Dr. Spencer's last night. It could have been interesting. Go on. But she lived. Damn it. And here we are. So, this is what you call homies. That'll be $100 a night. What? What? You never know. I could be letting you stay here while you write the next hit murder mystery about a murdering endodontist. Murder? But she lived. Might not next time. Imagine spending all day with your hands inside people's rotting teeth. Must pay really well. I'll look at the situation in the morning. Any post come for me? 
I'm not a mail service. You've done it for me before. <sighs> We've got a new girl at the post office. Magnolia. Eager as anything. She's got your stuff, I believe. Great. <laughs> Wait till you meet her. Who is she? She's... Is she the one who's married to Devons now? <laughs> Unlucky break to be married to that cop. Clinton Devons is not a mere cop. Chief of police. Always was, always will be. They're married, all right. Clinton wouldn't have it any other way. Crazy for her. That I can understand, but what attracted her to him? She's a bright light big city girl, last I heard. Hmm, so you have been keeping an eye on us from London, have you? Just to check in every now and again with my favorite town. So, go on. <laughs> How much scotch have you got in that bottle? Oh. My. God. Hi. I was just wondering if I No, should... stop it! Stop it! You're... Am I in the right place? Yes, you absolutely are. I have been waiting for you to walk into this place forever. You're Magnolia. Magnolia Devons, am I oh, right? She knows my name. Yes, well, I'm staying with Lord Beverly. You're right here in my shop. And so? Oh, no. I am so sorry, Mrs. Gardner. I am so sorry. I always do that. I let my mouth run away with me. It's just that I am so excited to meet you. I have been waiting to meet you. It's the reason I let my husband convince me to move here. I read your books. I've read all your books. All of them? Of course, all of them. You made Bloody Bay come alive. You made it seem so exciting. I jumped at the chance to live here. Where were you before? Savannah, down in Georgia. Anywho, when I met Clinton and he said that he lived here, that was it. Well, I was just swept off my feet by the prospects. What prospects? Well, of marrying him and moving here. Oh, was I taken in, taken in. He kept talking about how he had a nice job in the family business waiting for him, and we would be set for life. A job in the family business? But isn't he the chief of police? Like his daddy before him and a whole line of granddaddies before him. He seems to think his family owns the law. Me. I was thinking maybe he was talking about a fleet of lobster boats or a resort hotel. But no, just a nice civil service job with a dependable pension. Marry in haste, regret at leisure. Regret? I could write a book about it. Oh, how I miss Savannah. The crazy social scene. Mardi Gras so wild you're almost happy to see Ash Wednesday arrive. Just so you can rest your liver. So, how would you describe Bloody Bay? Yeah, it's not quite as exciting as you made it sound, Mrs. Gardner. I'm sorry to have disappointed you. Creative flair, you could call it. <laughs> yeah, or just plain lying. 
Anywho, all of that has changed now that you're here. What brings you here? Are you writing a new book? Can I be a character? I'm actually just here because Beverly said you might have my post. I absolutely do, Mrs. Gardner. You can call me Florence. Florence? Wow. Well, Florence, I have been guarding your post like the Night Watchman in... In the Game of Thrones? Great. Could I... Of course. I'll go and fetch them for you now. Ugh. Look at that nasty canvas sack the Postal Service gives us for storing the mail. If they only knew what an important person the addressee is. The Postal Service delivers to far more important people than I. Such as your husband, for instance. I hear he is the chief of police. (laughs) I don't suppose you know anything about what happened here last night? You bet I do. There are advantages to being married to the most important law officer in town. (laughs) You know what? I think you and I could become great friends. Do you really mean that? Oh, of course. I'm so happy you're here. I have to say, it's been really dead around here. I was expecting something quite exciting, and I just Did last night not offer much excitement? Well, I can't give you too much more on that one. Oh. It wasn't murder. Are you sure? Yes, 100%. Clinton said so, and he wears the biggest badge in the whole county, after all. And he's sure, is he? He actually went to look at the scene this time? What do you mean? Of course, he was there all night. Said she tried to jump. Attempted suicide. They're lucky they saved her in time. He's a bit of a hero. I see. Is she awake? Not yet, but I can tell you as soon as she comes to. That would be great. If you could, I don't know, give me your number. Okay. Amazing. Here's my phone. Will you enter the number yourself? I'm so excited my hands are shaking. No problem. If you hear anything, you'll let me know. Of course, Florence. Thanks, Maggie. Maggie? It's just that, you know, my line of business. Yes, of course. About Dennis Spencer's wife. If there's any chance that this was a murder, you have to let me know. Attempted murder isn't a great storyline, but if he strikes again, we could use it. But Clinton said that it... I know, but just in case. We can keep this between us girls, right? It's our secret. Great. Here you go. Number is in there. Thanks for my post. In the name of all the holy saints, the Alamo ain't no one ever going to answer that doorbell? You Yankees got any sense of civilized hospitality? I'm on it, Mr. Holden. Good grief. 
What was in that scotch last night? Florence really took me as a cheap date. I'm talking half the night, and now, ho, 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 this hangover. <sighs> oh, it's you. I should have known. Always happy to receive a warm welcome. It would be so much simpler if you just let me have my own latchkey instead of having to ring the door chime every time I return home. If anyone could call this a home. Give people a key to the house and then they run off home with it as a souvenir. All this thievery costs me money. Oh, my head. That scotch last night. You seemed all right at breakfast. An act. Couldn't let guests see how hungover I was. Um, I was just sneaking a little lie down to recover from having to make breakfast. Which I wanted to talk about, by the way. I didn't want to bring it up in front of those strangers. An accent distinguished mainly by volume. Texans. Oh, and it's true what they say. But to my point, Bev. Tea bags. You serve breakfast to the most successful writer in the English-speaking world. Tea made from tea bags? Lucky you didn't get instant coffee. Look, I've just about had it with complaints about the breakfast here. John Wayne up there and the wife are going on about having to eat kippers rather than beef. Complained about the coffee. Instant? Yesterday's. Hmm, maybe they have a point. Okay, go ahead. Make fun. Call me a tight-fisted Yankee, but I can't see the sense in throwing three, four cups of leftover coffee down the drain. Thrift, Horatio. For folks who don't know the difference between good and bad, they turn up their noses at my French roast, want their coffee so weak you can see through it. Yes, I've heard strange tales of culinary preferences of coffee drinkers in the, uh, what do you call them, flyover states? Got no time to stand here bad-mouthing my fellow countrymen, no matter how tasteless they are. My brain is reminding me that I have a nap to finish. Get that ugly sack out of my front hall. Pronto! Bevy, darling, you'd appreciate this. Until I walked in here just now, I was pulling off the most fabulous, absolutely fabulous imitation of a celebrity who cares about her fans. I can't tell you how many kind souls stopped to offer to help me with the, what's that word all the showbiz folk use, uh, schlepping the mail sack back home. But I waved off their kind offers with, no, no, these are letters from my devoted followers. I have a, dare I say, a religious obligation to entrust them to no one else. You got those words out without choking? Practice makes perfect. Anyway, in the privacy of my home, my rented lodging, I can let my hair metaphorically down and ask, does your fireplace still work? I mean, if a person were to start the itsiest, bitsiest fire, would the smoke alarms go off? You have a fireplace upstairs in the Miss Marple. But it's upstairs, don't you see? You certainly wouldn't want me dragging this filthy sack no wonder the U.S. Postal Service is having problems dragging this petri dish of slush with remains of road salt poorly 
dogs and God knows what else through your reception hall, up the already badly carpeted stairs, down the passageway to Miss Marple, ruining your yard sale runners, although it may be a blessing putting the poor things out of their misery. Okay. Okay. Point made. The mail sacks stay here on the first floor. Or ground floor, as I like to call it. Ground floor, as you say. Just don't pollute my stairway and second... Excuse me. First floor, with the undigested crap of this crappy town. The living room flu should be okay, as long as you don't try to feed it that nasty canvas post office bag. Not to worry. I'll be returning it to our eager postmistress within a day or two. Just the paper content into the hearth should be no problem. Now, to it. I'll just shake all these letters, whatever, onto the hearth rug. Hmm. Select every five or six or so and consign the rest for burning. So, shakey, shakey. One, two, three, four, and five. Hmm. From a Miss... Ms. Lynn Marble from Hunterreed, Kansas? You've got to be kidding. There really is a place called Kansas. <laughs> I thought it was something MGM made up for. Well, why would anyone make up a Kansas? I'll put this letter aside and write a thank you note later, enough to keep up the illusion that I care for my followers. Next, shaky, shaky. One, two, three. Oh, wait. What is it? Not a mad middle-aged female with bad penmanship. This is from a firm of London solicitors. Good grief, it's been mailed months ago. And? That son of... Oh, how dare he? After all I've given him, done for him. Hmm. <laughs> Only one man could provoke such a response. Are we talking about... Lee Melville, my once and current husband. Current husband? I thought you two were history. In a way, sort of. Did I miss the memo about being sort of married? Divorce is so messy. So when we drifted apart, that's exactly what we did. We called it off in the most civil manner. I went my way. I have no idea what way Lee went, apparently on a path that led to a clever solicitor's office. And great Caesar's ghost, here I am with a petition for alimony. (laughs) Alimony? I thought that was something a wife asked for. On the grounds that during the marriage, he had become accustomed to a certain, shall we say, lifestyle standard of living and was entitled to continue in same since he had contributed so much to the communal wealth maintained the house raised the kids engaged the friendship of the right people etc i must be a little slow here but lee did not keep house you have no kids you are the one who introduced him to the people of power oh i could cut out my tongue please don't not until you finish the story I met Lee on the movie set of Love Can Be Murder. Ah, yes, your first Hollywood adaptation. He was hot, and the screenplay won you your first Oscar. What was I thinking? (sighs) 
An affair, I could understand, but marriage? I wasn't in my right mind. Midlife crisis. This really gorgeous, what we used to call matinee idol, paying court to me. (laughs) Twenty years his senior. But then I saw, as Dorothy Parker pointed out about certain men way down deep, he was really superficial. By then it was too late. His jawline was sagging, his waistline enlarging, and his career tanking. I tried to put on a brave face in public, creating a pseudo-career that he, in actuality, could not sustain. And to all the members of the Academy, but of course none of this would have been possible without the charismatic performance of the leading man, Lee Millville, to whom I owe the success of this project. To be so honoured by the Booksellers Association of the British Isles, and to remind everyone that I am blessed to be supported in all my literary efforts by my brilliant husband and co-creator, an artist in his own right, the actor Lee Millville. Deepest thanks to the Mystery Writers Guild of Ireland, of New Zealand, of British Columbia, of Melbourne, of Baltimore, And I want the whole world to know that I could not have done it without the support, the critical acumen, the keen ear for dialogue that only an actor can provide. Although my darling Lee has temporarily taken a sabbatical from pursuing his acting career, he is totally dedicated to inspiring, editing and refining my writing, for which I humbly accept this evening's honour. Thank you, and thank you, my darling Lee. Never could see what attracted you in the first place. I could smell he was a phony from the get-go. But what man did you ever trust? Earned a reputation as a man-hater over the years, haven't you? At least I'm not on the line for paying alimony to some over-the-hill creep. Oh, alimony is only the beginning. It says here, according to his solicitors, that he is entitled to all future income from my writing as being the muse of my career. So even if I do make a killing on my next novel, well, (laughs) making a killing might not be the keenest turn of phrase under the circumstances. You need some inspiration. Which is unfortunately murder. I need a tourist attraction, which, by the same misfortune, for someone, a murder. If someone in this town that fortune forgot doesn't kill someone soon, I'll do it myself, I swear. I'd just kill for a murder. Thank you for listening to Bloody Bay, written by Mimi Monteith and Anne-Marie Shea, directed by Callie Wills, and starring the voice talents of Jean-Marie Kuhn, Luis Bermudez, Forrest Manico, Ailey Lassane, Christopher Kay, Robert Kuhn, Jessica Lauren Fisher, and Rochelle Prue. Sound design by Daniel Houle. We'd like to thank everyone who supported Bloody Bay on Kickstarter, including Tyler Gilbert, 
Jay Zander Kittenoa, Jesse Casanova, Kat McKay, Donaldson Cardenas, Joey Johnson, and Ella Watts. Your support through this lockdown has made it possible to bring these stories to life. If you want to support Bloody Bay directly, you can do so at redcircle.com slash shows slash bloody dash bay. Experience Bloody Bay like a local by signing up at Patreon at patreon.com slash EFCT, where your monthly pledge gets you exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content and merchandise. Are you scared of commitment? We understand. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash EFCT, where you can make a one-time donation, no strings attached. Your donations and support help EFCT continue to highlight the work of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus artists. Thanks for listening and see you next week.